0: Hi everyone, I wanted to remind you of a must-read. This is a book that you have to have on your bookshelf. It is called The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. He is able to help you make important decisions, give you some guidance on which path to take, and you get to learn how he tapped into the wisdom and power of the unseen worlds for guidance and inspiration. I had the opportunity to interview him, and he was a lovely guest on the Path 11 podcast, episode 343. Check it out. Listen to the podcast. Go buy the book. Again, it's The Necktie and the Jaguar by Carl Greer. To find out more information, go to his website, carlgreer.com. That's spelled C-A-R-L-G-R-E-E-R.com. Today's podcast episode is sponsored by the Reconnective Healing Global Community. I don't know if you guys remember, but back in 2020, we released an episode with Dr. Eric Pearl and Jillian Fleer about reconnective healing. He was a chiropractor who was working in his practice in Los Angeles, and his patients started to report that they were having these healings just with his hands being near them without him actually touching them. So he went on to research and try to find out what this universal wisdom was. Behind what was happening, and he developed the reconnective healing process. Their website is the reconnection.com, and they are offering an online level one class called The Portal to awaken your own healing ability and to learn how to do this. There's over eight hours of interactive content where you will learn to interact with energy, light, and information to experience lasting knowingness, peace, and love without limitations. They gave us a coupon code to give to all of our listeners. It is PATH2PORTAL. We're gonna put that in the show notes and that's 25% off of the Portal Online Level One course. I hope you guys enjoy. Let me know if you take it, send me an email. would love to know how the course works for you. Hi, and thanks for tuning in to the PATH11 Podcast. I am your host, April Hanna. At the Path 11 Podcast, we are here trying to deliver leading-edge research on consciousness, healing, and metaphysics. And just like you, we are trying to answer the big questions about life. Who are we? Why are we here? And what is our purpose? We hope by listening to our podcast, it will make each day you live on Earth a little easier to understand. And now for today's podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the PAP-11 podcast. We are going to be talking about something that I don't know a whole lot about, so I'm really excited to get educated about the I Ching. Not sure if you guys have ever heard of this before, but my guests today, Timothy and Johanna, they are going to teach me all about it. I had the opportunity to read their book, and I found it to be pretty pretty fascinating. The book is called The I Ching Oracle. And my guests today, they are an Anglo-Dutch couple who have lived and worked in many different countries and are currently living in the Netherlands. So it's really cool to be talking to somebody all the way across the world. Over the years, they have studied and practiced the art of divination, which the I Ching, we'll get into that and how that works. They have been using divination as a tool for making very important decisions. And this I Ching, they have been consulting for many, many years, and it has helped them throughout their lives. And I'm hoping they're going to teach us how we can use it in our lives and understand the mystery of it. And hopefully we'll be able to help ourselves because there's, I learned that there's two easy ways to be able to read the I Ching. All you need are coins and sticks. So we're going to learn a little bit more about that. So welcome, Tim and Johanna.
1: Yeah. Thank you, April. Good to be with you.
2: It could be, Vision.
0: Same here. So I'm probably going to ask very elementary questions because I've heard of the I Ching before, but I've never used it. I'm familiar with runes. I'm familiar with other oracle decks in the tarot. So I understand what divination is. But I have never experienced using the I Ching or throwing coins or sticks before. So I might ask very beginner questions if that's okay with you guys.
1: Well, by the way, if you, if you, if you read Tarot, then that is not so different from I Ching. It's very similar.
0: Yes, that that when I was reading the book, that's kind of what I was getting from it too. I was like, okay, well, I consult my my tarot decks, my animal card decks very similarly. So, why don't you guys start off with giving us a little bit of background of what the I Ching actually is?
1: Um, okay, the I Ching is actually a, a Chinese classic. It was first compiled way back about a thousand BC. It's it's a system of hexagrams that you use to divine the future. Our book is an interpretation of the Chinese classic, but based on our own experience of, of consulting the Oracle and, and, and that, that through consulting the Oracle, we've built up a whole heap of, of knowledge about the different hexagrams. So that, that's really where we're coming from there.
0: Yeah. And is it pronounced I-Ching? I've been pronouncing it wrong. It's not I-Ching. 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 Okay. Well, my, my apologies.
1: Well, that's kind of misleading now because you have the iron front down.
0: Yeah. So what, what's your background? What were you guys doing, you know, just in life? What do you do for your careers and kind of what got you into wanting to consult the I-Ching?
2: Do you want to tell you that one? Yes. I, I I was in administration, financial administration. Yeah. That that was mostly
1: it. Kind of very, very. Live. Let's put it like that. Worked with all kinds in all kinds of areas. So it a broad experience.
2: Together we've had a even in the and landscaping business. Very small, of course, not this big machines or so. But we, in, in uh, the UK, when we lived in the UK, we had a landscaping business, but we are, yeah, you can say jacks of all trades, but admin, of course, came in very handy when you started running your own business. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so that is a, that's a little bit my background. And then I continued, how did we come across teaching? That is, I had a very good friend in the Netherlands. And she knew about I Ching, and she had the Richard Wilhelm. Yeah, the Richard Wilhelm translation of the Chinese classic. Richard Wilhelm is is the man who learned I Ching in China while he was a missionary in China, and he brought the I Ching to the West. He walked back to Germany and wrote his book uh, of uh, does a translation, and he himself wrote a, a commentary uh, on hexagrams, already starting to connect them up with our Western way of thinking, because the I Ching is a Chinese book and uses uh, images and, and expressions from the Chinese culture. So, while... In fact the knowledge is universal, but it depends on which culture it culture. Okay, my friend had this book, and when I visited her she showed it to me and demonstrated to me uh, with a question that I had how the change worked. That was for me the first time that I experienced anything about divination. But it clicked this week later. I bought that book myself. And that was about four years before Tim and I met. And when we met, at a certain point, we had questions and I proposed, let's uh, consult teaching. And from one thing came the other. I found in a bookshop uh, the English translation of the Research Wilhelm book. And then uh, uh, Tim to read it for himself because the other book that I had was in Dutch and there we have been consulting in Chinook uh, for years since 1988 that is in fact uh, the story that uh, led to this book that we wrote with the idea of bringing the hexagrams to lie in terms of, of, of models modern psychology, modern situations so that they understandable for Western people just like we understood.
0: Right and so can we talk about the trigrams and the hexagrams so if people have never you know have seen the I Ching or any of the the diagrams, like you said, there's, I think, 64, right? There's 64 different patterns. And so can we kind of break it apart just a little bit? What What is a hexagram and what are what are the trigrams? Because this is a way that you're able to read the yeah. itching.
1: Well, of course, a technical description of a hexagram is a hexagram consists of six horizontal lines. The lines might all be solid. Or some lines might be broken. The name of the two different lines is, is the Yang line is a solid line. Yin line is a broken line. Every combination of of, of Yin and Yang lines make up the 64 hexagrams. So it's, it's actually a perfect mathematical structure. That's the technical side. But for people who want to use the divination, who want to guidance through divination, I would say, to understand what a hexagram is in terms of real experience, a hexagram is really a diagram of a real-life situation. And it's a diagram of a situation that is going through a process of change. So if you consult the oracle, you will receive a hexagram, though so it's a description, a picture of the situation you're actually in, the situation you're experiencing. You will, will also receive another hexagram that will show what your present situation will develop into. So from that point, you have a, a window uh, into the future. You can see the situation that you will be going into. That's where the, the whole process of divination, divining the future comes in.
0: Great. And, and what is the difference between the hexag- hexagram and the trigram?
1: Well, the trigram is half of the hexagram. Two trigrams combined make up one hexagram. The trigram consists of three horizontal lines. If you double the trigram, you have six horizontal lines. So a trigram is simply half of a hexagram. The reason you have trigrams is because there are eight trigrams in total. And each trigram represents a certain energy. So, for example, you, you have trigram for hexagram 29, which is the power of flowing water. So, the, with, with, with this trigram, you have this energy, this power to move, to do things. Whereas there's another trigram keeping still, which is in the shape of a mountain. So it's a trigram that represents a situation where you either can't do anything or you don't wish to do anything. So you have, it's it's complicated, but eight trigrams produce the the 64 hexagrams. Each trigram, which is part of a hexagram, represents energy. So if you have a hexagram, for example say, the top part of the hexagram is, is the trigram pen-keeping still. Then the bottom part of the hexagram is the hexagram, the receptive. Then you, you have a, a combination of a situation where you are in, in a situation that is not moving, that is static. So if you receive that hexagram, then you have to take into account the that there is no progress in that situation. But you see, this is pretty difficult stuff to describe. To
0: sure, yeah. And also to, I, I think, like to decode, you know, like you guys have said, you've been using it for many, many years and it feels like it's kind of taken also a language of its own and how you've been able to interpret each of these, which leads to your translation of this book.
1: Yeah, what we've done is over the years, we we have consulted the I Ching really a lot, you know, many times a year. So we've consulted each other with asking a question, for example, should we move on from this situation? And then and then you receive a hexagram that gets you information. And then you live through the experience that that hexagram represents and you start to understand exactly what the hexagram represents in terms of actual experience. Do you see what I mean? hmm and so we, over the years, we've simply built up a, a whole description of experiences that you will have when you receive one of those hexagrams. So if you consult the Oracle and receive hexagram five, and you read our description of hexagram five the book, you will be reading about the experience of, of, of that situation that you will, that you that you have. So what our, our descriptions of the hexagrams make clear exactly what you're experiencing and and, and what are the implications of the experience? What, what 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 is happening to me here? What should I do? All of that detail.
0: Do you feel like the I Ching is a bit of a portal? to be able to communicate with spirit or the creator, you know, um, energies that we cannot see, does it allow us the metaphor with these different hexagrams to be able to access higher consciousness?
1: Well, yeah, sorry, you you go on.
0: Yeah, uh,
2: that's correct. Um, my feeling over the years, consulting the change, because I have always been the, the person who did the actual consultation, just like Mister Tarot shuffling the cards and choosing the cards, is it most of the time I manipulated the sticks? I used stick method myself, and while I was doing that, I had this strong sense. It is like I'm picking up the phone and I dial the number of my coach. That somewhere up there is a code, but because it's not an actual telephone line, it uses this medium of how the sticks fall or how the co- the coins fall to in some kind of you can practically say Morse code if you the advice and that so that what you get out from the coins or the sticks translates into the hexagram and be it all or not with moving lines and that that describes your situation and gives you advice about uh, what to do or what what you can do or what you can't do. But it is I have I've always had a strong idea. It is a sort of a kind of yeah it's coach, coach for yeah. On the other side, specifically someone, so it's, it's it's a coach.
0: Great, and so why sticks and coins? So can we talk about no?
2: Um, the sticks and coins are uh, kind of intermediary. Just actually, just like this the where you have the cards uh, upside down. And you make you go through a random process as you just randomly choose, choose the cards, be it that sometimes you when you choose cards that you have a feeling oh yeah, that one. Oh yeah, that one. Or well uh Mr Nietzsche, rolling the coins or manipulating the sticks, which means in fact splitting a bundle of sticks and then counting. There is a random process involved. And that random process bypasses your intellect. And uh, your intellect would say, hit the road turns, I like this car, but I don't like that card. But if you want to open to yourself for the advice from somewhere else, or you're subconscious just how you want to see it, you need to bypass your intellect, and that is what you do. It's the random process of using medium-like coins or sticks.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, is that the conscious intellect accesses the oracle. The, it's, it's impossible. Um, it, the way we understand it is that it's your, you're really accessing your subconscious. Well, you can't do that with the conscious mind,
0: right?
1: Uh, th- that's impossible. So you'd have to do it using this random, the, the beauty of it is of course, these random methods, whether it's several cards mm-hmm. or each in coins, they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, miraculously, they work. So you throw the coins, you arrange the cards, everything is completely random, you pick the cards. you. You throw the coins, you, you, you find a hexagram and all of a sudden you have access to the future, but it is, it is a future that our own ideas about it is that the subconscious is, is kind of a, a, a repository of knowledge, especially knowledge of the future, that within the subconscious, there is knowledge of the future, our understanding is that. It's because future already exists, it already exists, otherwise how else could you do to the nations? Right. Future exists and the future can be found in the subconscious, but only through this this random method.
2: You have to life balance your intellect because in order to get contact with your subconscious, with your guide via the subconscious, you need You need to bypass the intellect because it is in that stage of your consultation in the way. And once you have your hexagram, then the intellect comes back into play in in order to understand it and translate it to the situation.
1: But the amazing thing about it, though, is that, okay, you know, we have the theory that it's all locked away in the subconscious there is also this aspect of a guide, of of a a spirit guide. And the way we see it is is somehow the guide facilitates this process of accessing your own inner knowledge. So the, the, the guide will enable you to see into your future but it will facilitate it by presenting chronologically your 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 forthcoming future. It's, it's it's really along those lines.
0: Gotcha. So what are the advantages of being able to consult the I Ching and have an understanding of your future versus just allowing life to play out without having the knowledge of it? Because
1: That's a- Yeah, that's a great question. I would love to answer that one. Our book, which is uh, the I Ching Oracle, but we've subtitled it, A Guide Through the Human Maze. And that is because to find a pathway through life, to see into the future, to find a path you need to follow, then you, you, you consult the Oracle. The Oracle is the guide that helps you find this path through life, uh, that helps you find a path through all kinds of situations. But most importantly, the, the, the oracle, the, the guide, the guide who guides you through, will, will, will give you the possibility to to unlock whatever talents you have, whatever expertise you have, and 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 find some kind of fulfillment in life. So it's about finding fulfillment. It's about finding your talents, your expertise. It's it's about finding your purpose in, in life. life. So the whole point of doing these divinations, consulting the the I Ching oracle, is 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 to find your way through life, to find a purpose. To you know to follow a, a route,
0: right? Do you think that we're, if oh God,
2: if I may come in as well, if you have a certain destiny, a certain path, then the, uh, an oracle uh, like like teaching with Tarot can help you to follow that path more effectively. Sometimes you are in a situation where you. But it troubles if we think, oh I'm going to do this for instance, I'm going to cancel the rent, I'm fed up with this. And then if you overrule your impulse and think, let's ask advice. And then the think can sometimes tell like, you, no, that is the last you should do. Hang on to that peaceful uh, threat because you need it a while longer or hang on to that job or something like that. And sometimes it will, will tell you, yes, indeed, this has come to an end. You've reached the end of the line, here, the end of potential situation, you can better leave. But it it, it helps you to avoid unnecessary detours so that you can more effectively work towards what you're meant to do.
1: Yeah, it's it's really important for for people in life. I mean, imagine you you tried to cope with a difficult situation, you can't see the way forward. So you 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 consult the oracle. You ask the oracle, "How do I get through this? What well, what is the best way forward?" And then with I Ching, then then you will receive a hexagram that will tell you exactly. The kind of situation you're experiencing, but it will also give you advice as to how to get through it. And apart, and also with the second hexagram, you will see how you could find a solution to to this to getting through the situation, or how you can overcome the situation. So it's kind of a, a, a crucial tool for getting through life. Particularly through difficult situations.
2: I always uh, compare it with a a SEPNEV system, navigation system that you use to uh, navigate through a city or something like that. With a SEPNEV, it's easier. You probably drive straight from A A to B. And without, uh, yeah, you have to be a good map reader. And without the map, it's very difficult, the city is of some size. But that, that is, in fact, what uh, they what have understood, uh, what an oracle is.
0: Yeah, that, that makes sense, because, you know, another question that I had was, well, why can't I be my own oracle, right? Because they say the answers are within. So if I were to turn to find these answers or go into deep meditation or really trust my own subconscious, then can't we be our own oracles without having to consult or do a divination?
2: In a way, way you can say that by an oracle, you consult yourself even if you say it's coming from the subconscious. And sometimes, indeed, I, I meditate. I do transcendental meditation. Indeed, sometimes you go out of meditation and you say, oh, yeah, Uh, I can go about it like this.
0: Yeah, and I I can see like the I Ching and tarot cards, like sometimes we have an intuitive sense, right? That we know, but if we were to do the I Ching or throw some cards, there can almost be validation, right? Of our inner knowing, but maybe there isn't a full trust of our own
2: intuition. Sometimes it's so that what you know is Yes, it's time to ask a question. You can practically say that question has been right, but it has been coming to fruition. And when the time is right, and you say, yeah, no, I won't, so advice. And yeah, to meet, in a way. I believe that an overcomers, and so, uh, yeah, it is a mixed thing. It is on the one side, it comes from your subconscious. In the other side, it comes from spiritual guidance via the subcultures, perhaps. And then you'd say, it's not only the subconscious. You get some external advice. So it adds to your subcultures.
1: Yeah, and what I would say about that is that we, the, the beauty of, of these oracles, hexagrams, tarot cards, is that They are precise. They tell you exactly what it, what is, what is happening. It's clear. But often subjectively, we don't see it all. We might have ideas about, oh, this is how, this is how it's going to work down, or that that will work out. But we don't realize, we don't see the entire situation. But what what I love about Yi Ching is that, A hexagram will give you uh, very extensive information about the situation you're in that you might be completely unaware of, and 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 that's that's where it's really valuable.
0: Yeah. Now let's go to how do you ask questions? Because I think I remember reading in the book that there's a way to be specific in your asking, and there's also aren't there like some questions that or ways to ask it? Like you're not going to ask it certain certain questions about life, but more questions like, should I take this job? Should I move? Should I write this book? So can we talk about how to be specific in cultivating your questions to be able to consult the I Ching?
2: Do you want to get them?
0: Yes. Generally, the rule
2: is the question has to be really the uh, I Ching is an oracle. You consult it for yourself. It is not like astrology where you can uh, actually discern the balance for a country or something like that. It is purely for yourself. And the question has to relate to something that is really there in your life. So you you ask if you, if you should move, if, if that is really relevant. at at that point that is that is important that that the questions are are relevant to your uh, situation
0: great and can can you do the I Ching for others so if I were to ask a question do you could you throw coins and sticks for me or is it more something that you have to throw it for yourself
1: yeah definitely do it for yourself that's much better it's I think it's very important for the individual to to consult reading chain completely independently, to do it for themselves. And they don't need, no, nobody needs to ask somebody for an ancient reading. can simply consult them for yourself.
2: I also think if you have a question, just, I think that when people do own readings, that they often let the The queer choose the cards, because that is when you make contact with what is behind, whatever is behind uh, the oracle, you you have to manipulate the coins or the, the sticks and then you make contact with whatever there is. If I do it, in fact, it's me who makes the contact and the answer relates to me more than to the other. The only thing that you can do is help uh, somebody to understand the conclusion, but that is a- actually more counselling, coaching, than than it is than that it is doing the order for it. But yeah, that, that 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 is that is it. Do it uh, you do it for yourself. Make You have to the 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 action. There you have to. Do yourself, and the question also has to then to re, has to relate to the person who consumes the oracle. Right, but by the want something else. You uh, say something else about the question. Sometimes you ask a question because that is what you want, but it is at that particular moment uh, completely impossible. Or unrealistic, or one way or another, the question is of not well. Then what the chain does is it gives you. It basically says, "Okay, you have you asked the question, but this question I can't do. I can't do anything with. I can't answer because it it's simply impossible." But this is your situation. And this is the potential of your situation. The problem that you have, interpreting it, is then you say, "Oh, away this question. Can I go to the USA? And if that is, at that point, totally impossible, and then each encounter is a totally different answer. But well, what's the same talking about? And then you have to try and realize what aspect in your life Li is talking about? For instance, yes, um, this, uh, this question comes forth from that you're fed up with your situation and describes perhaps what you can do, if you have to hang on or that, but that's the most difficult, uh, understanding what it says. If you can't relate related to, to your question, what you have on your mind, because there's no always correct. Yeah. But you get, if, if you were a uh, consult, or it goes into formal time, then you start to, to get a certain feeling for it. And a certain, um, yeah, it, my, my experience is it holds your intuition. Your intuition gets better and better, and therefore your questions the quality of your questions becomes better because you start to see where your are already, where it's going.
0: Yeah, and and I was, it's, you know, interesting that you gave that example because I was going to ask, like I've heard people before, they might pull a card and they don't like the answer. So they keep asking the deck the same question. They keep pulling cards and then they get really confused because the answer keeps changing. But I think what you bring up is really important because if, You're asking a question, it's not of great relevance, or maybe it's not, that's not information that is ready to come to you, that Mm -hmm. the E-chain will give you something else to contemplate. So it doesn't mean that what you get is wrong, but it means if it doesn't quite connect that I'm hearing that there's actually another lesson or there's more information in a different direction for you that you have to pay attention to. Exactly. And you know, can't always get what you want, or you know, maybe in that moment in time that you're not ready for for that information to come through.
2: Or basically, your says, "Yeah, well, very nice, but this first, yeah. this is now important." Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, and, and that's what teaching does. It focuses completely on the situation you're in, and 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 what will develop from that. That is really the main thrust of it.
0: Great, and why sixty-four? Why are there sixty-four? Is it just with the math of the combinations? It's, it's,
1: it's, it's about okay. it's the math because um, it's every possible combination of yin and yang lines in in in, in, in which which in in, in 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 six in figures of six horizontal lines, in every possible combination of yin and yang lines lines produce sixty-four It's, about, it's the math thing.
0: Gotcha. Okay. All right. Well, this was fascinating. I'm so glad that I had you guys on to introduce me to the I Ching. My listeners might already know it and I might have listeners that, that do it themselves. But what I really liked about it was to know that I could do it on my, the coin method seemed a little bit easier to me because I don't have a math brain. And when I was reading the way to hold the sticks and put this many sticks in this hand and between these fingers, my brain just kind of shut off. But the I think the easy man's way it was the coin way for me, would be the way that I could choose because it's kind of basic and just for me to follow.
2: That's the more popular method indeed. The sticks, it is in fact splitting, splitting a bundle and then count, counting them off. It is tedious, yeah. but it is a pretty thing with, with the sticks, at least that I have, It's because it is tedious. It has a certain zen effect, a certain trance mm-hmm. effect. You just do that. And that way you focus on the oracle. As you do that, you focus on the message. But coin source is faster and it's certainly good. That's why those, uh, both uh, methods uh, are around. Uh, since since the class, Richard Milwell describes both methods in his book, and what we have done in the each article, uh, our book E-Chin Oracle Guides the Human Ways, is we have given them a step-by-step user manual for the, each message so that it's just like a, a cookbook. You can um, uh, open the book and start following the, the instructions. Yeah, cookbook and you're for yourself, and, and, and open the hexagon pops out of the oven and so
0: on. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah.
0: Well, thank you both so much for being a guest on the Path 11 podcast today. Where can people purchase the book if they're looking for it and would like your your translation of it?
2: Where can people find the book? Generally, you can say in general in their, in their bookshop, but if they don't stock it, they should be able to order in the, in the USA our publisher, John Weld Publishing, distributes their books via NBN, that is a big uh, American distributor. But to find the book, they can look on the website of John World Publishing, www.publishing.com. And then there's, of course, a, a search engine and uh, they can find the book. In other ways, of course, via they can find it on Amazon, they can find it on Barnes & Noble, but if they go to Joel World Publishing, they can find there exactly where they can buy the book. There's the buy buttons uh, for the the poster pocket, and the e-book, there's also e-book, these buttons, Click through to places where where you can buy. If you have an uh, in your uh, in your area and uh, a, a bookstore shop that's interested in stopping the mind body spirit books, and um, they should be able to order it. Great. Okay. Well, and, if, and I always if I may advertise for the in, uh, the independent bookstore that if if they go to indie books. Uh, dot com. uh then they can order the book there if necessary, but they can look up where there where the bookstore is that is collected to the website and then they can pick it up in, in their bookshop have this, i discovered that myself so that is a great that is a great system, but because when you go to the bookshop of course you browse around if when you were you go to the count and get and, and ask if you order is advised.
0: Yeah. Great. Well, I'll make sure to put that link, John Hunt Publishing. I think they yeah. might have also given us a, a link that goes directly to your book. So we'll put that in the show notes for our listeners to be able to click and find your book very easily. And again, thank you so much. I learned a lot during this podcast and I hope everyone else did. So thank you again. May I also tell you
2: that... We can, they can also visit to know something about us There uh, our
0: Facebook page. Yeah.
2: And uh, that is uh, uh, at TJDowdo88 um, I think you have those details where the forms that I have filled in. The name of the page is e ching and Divination. And we have, if the reader has questions to ask, Um, Then we have an email address, and that is tjdoudle at outlook.com.
0: Wonderful, thank you. And for those of you, if you're searching for it, it's pronounced I-ching, but spelled I-ching. So my apologies in the very beginning for pronouncing it incorrectly. I just pronounced it the way that it was written. So I just want to make sure that if people are putting it in, it's the letter I and then ching. Yes. So well, thank you for all that. We'll put all of that information in the show notes so people can find you on social media. You were wonderful guests, and it was lovely to speak to somebody from the Netherlands. So, thank you guys.
2: Thank
1: you very much. Glad to be with
0: you. Thank, thank you very much as well for your definitely no such a guest. Thank you, and thank you everyone again for listening to the Path Eleven podcast. I will be bringing you another interesting guest next week. Thank you everyone, and have a great day. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate and review the Path 11 podcast in Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Also, this podcast is made possible by our sponsor, Path 11 TV. Visit path11tv.com to start a seven-day free trial and start streaming over a 100 hours of exclusive video content on consciousness, healing, and life after death. That's path11tv.com, and be sure to use coupon code PODCAST30 to take 30% off your annual membership. Start satisfying your spiritual curiosity with a membership to Path 11 TV today. Bye for now.